morning, everybody. Speaking of sports, typically high atop the west side of Cherry Hill on this uh, beautiful Wednesday morning again. But we're not high atop the west side of Cherry Hill. Now, I moved to the basement. Yeah, I figured we'd change our luck. All right? High atop uh, the west side of Cherry Hill, high atop the the towers of Grimley Financial. Wasn't working. Wasn't getting the job done. So uh, I'm in the basement. It's dark. Can't see down here. But that's okay. You know, maybe we got to do something. We got to do something to change our luck because right now we continue to stink the place out. You know, n- no heart. I t- talk broken record. I had no idea I'd start a podcast and the uh, Phillies would go down the tubes and I'd be talking about macabre every day of, of, of baseball. But when I say no heart and the plays are so many, you know, again, do you want to hear who pitched four and a quarter innings and gave up two hits and three hundred? I don't think you care about any of that stuff. You care about the fact that they lost the game four or three. You care about the fact that there are a million ways to reconstruct another loss into a win, but it won't change it. You do care about the fact that there are 22 and 26. Maybe you care that there are 33,000 uh, fans in attendance. God bless them. And a game that uh, was a competitive game, a good game, uh, and not so much for Philly fans, but was played under three hours, two hours, and 45 minutes. Let's call that the requisite data that you need to know. Other than that, you may care that over the last uh, two games, the Phillies are 12 for 69 against a team that came in with a ERA uh, over five. How exciting, how productive, 12 for 69. You almost couldn't reproduce that, but we did. What's the batting average? See if I can still do my batting average from the old days. Well, in my case, I was usually dividing, you know, 10 hits by 20 at-bats. You know, my math was easy. Ha-ha. This, uh, this is not something I'm familiar with. Uh, this looks at my birth weight, 173, right? Isn't that unbelievable? And, you know, other, other – Teams got off to a to a bad start. Many teams got off to a bad start. It's typical baseball, right? It's what April's all about. But they're they're resilient. Take for instance the Cardinals. We we remember when the Cardinals were ten and twenty four, and everybody had them buried, right? And all of a sudden they go twelve and sixteen, and what do you know? The Cards are twenty two and twenty eight and making a run. And uh, bet your baby you're going to see the Cardinals win that division. No, it will not be the Milwaukee uh, Brewers. They're frauds uh, dropping like a rock at 26 and 22. The Cardinals will win that division. The Cardinals have a great lineup. They lack pitching, but they hit through. They hit beyond the lineup. What does that mean? The Cards could actually start 10, 11, or 12 hitters. They're, they're that talented offensively. Because all the young guys they bring up hit 300, you know, because of the way that the cards have player development. But that's another story for another podcast for another day, too. You know, ironically, not so ironically, the game, the most pivotal play probably is the catch that the uh, center fielder for Arizona makes. Fletcher, I believe his name is. So far, I think I'm 100% on name accuracy. That's a record. Easy names. Schwarber has a decent bat, lines one, semi-line drive the center field. Fletch gets great, great jump, great jump. I replayed it a few times. He has to get a good jump. That's I was telling kids the other day that, that you know, first step back nonsense. 
that you're taught in T-ball until you get to a big Trotman kind of coach that tells you, now forget that. Your first step's back, one case. When the ball's it over your head, it better be first step back. Otherwise, you read the ball. And those outfielders with great instincts know. They see it. They've trained. That's their skill set. And first step is running like your hair's on fire. And that's when you make the uh, diving or shoestring kind of catch. If you don't get a great jump, you're not making that catch unless you're compensating. A lot of times, Schwarber will go to the foul line on about an eight-second pop-up. And the announcers, it's just so sickening to hear him say, you know, Schwarber covered a lot of territory there. And they show the replay. You see the delayed jump, and you see that he runs about 70 feet to the foul line. And he's there in plenty of time. And you're like, this is, you're trying to stretch to make it sound like he made a play. And I'm, I'm not trying to crucify the guy. I think I'm pretty much telling him like it is. But again, a ball that drops in front of him. Again, a ball that goes, you know, these line drives that go over his head. I'm getting people, uh, fans text me saying, I think you're a little hard on short. I, mean, I can't believe my people defend him. Tommy, what world am I in? It's got to be. Uh, Saturn or Pluto or Disney because it can't be modern world. It can't be this world. And people say I'm hard on him because you know he didn't have a chance. It doesn't appear that he has a chance. When he gets a delayed jump, turns awkwardly, takes a slow first step back, and then half reaches over his head like lunges, that half lunge reach, and the ball's four feet over his head, that's the ball a lot of fans are calling not catchable. All right, let's put a good athlete, you know, with a four-war, one defensively, one D-war, in the same spot, on contact, read, first step back on that ball, turn, go, and up. The ball's caught almost routinely. I mean, that's that's why you see in the premier plays in the night these catches, and you see it. By the way, that's last night's game. Everybody thinks, oh, what's that, once a month? Uh, there is on Sunday on MLB about noon the top 50 plays of the week. How interesting is this, and how much does it lay over my thesis on the Phillies' woeful defense? Do you know season to date? Now, now I've seen the show almost every Sunday. I saw it last Sunday for sure. Then there's not one Phillies play in the um, top 50. The one that I did see was the catch by Castellanos that robbed the home run. And I saw another play, another throw by JT that was one of his seeds, the second base, you know, 1.7 pop. Uh, so I've seen him there twice. Now, this is the top 50. And, you know, the baseball season is well over a month old. So you're, you're talking, you know, two 250 plays. The Phillies have made two appearances to that. Why? Because they don't make top 50, top 10 top of the night defensive plays it's just unbelievable and that's the part that's not going to get better and and that's what we're stuck with now as far as the top of the order goes uh stott turner uh, when do you give up if i hear dombrowski one more time he's interviewed before the game say now it's on the back of the bubblegum card oh man i just got man i gotta get an alka-seltzer i gotta take pepto i gotta do something on the well, you know, on the back of the bubblegum card, it'll be like he's been on the back of the bubblegum card. I got to tell you something. If, if you text me on the back of the bubblegum card, I will, I will, I will stalk you. I will find out where you are, and I'll get to you, and I'll buy you lunch at the Capitol Grill. How about that?
but the back of the bubblegum card, it doesn't always come to fruition. It's not every year. It's automatic. And when a guy turns 30, the back of the bubblegum card a lot of times starts to change. It's prime exit years, okay? You're 26, you're 28, you're 30, you're 37. Think it's still all the same in the back of the bubblegum card? Of course not. So it's in a lot of cases, it starts to diminish. Turner, last year, how many times we told you, blew in the face of nauseum. OPS dropped to 800 from the year before, 910. I have it committed to memory by now. Year before that, 946. 946, 910, 805, whatever. And now, the, you think that's a straight line delineation? You think maybe that plus the fact that he leads the league in fastballs, so swing and miss? You think that's telling you maybe age is sitting a little bit? I mean, it's not the beautiful house he bought in Tavistock that, that I go by three, four times a week on my way home from the office. It's not that, that beautiful place. So anyway, our top two uh, leadoff and two-hitter, our on-base percentage uh, cumulatively is 312. How impressive that is. An OPS between the two of them is 700. So we got a 312-700 combo, batting one and two. What a way to start a game off, right? And is that the worst in a long time? It's the worst since, give me a drum roll, please. Yeah, there's no drum roll in here. 1901. How about that? Is that gaudy? Or is that gaudy? So, you know, with our record right now, 22 and 26, you know, Miami's 24 and 25. The Nats are 20 and 28. The Dodgers, who really stunk the first two weeks, are now the best record in National League at 31 and 19. 620 winning percentage. The Braves are now struggling once again, showing that they're human, 29 and 19. But this uh, juggernaut not just doesn't get started. And you can blame the D all you want, but you can blame the bats every bit as much. Uh, Harper, you know, the one-man traveling band, and he's a gamer. He's the guy with heart. Last night after the Phillies game, I was watching the highlights of the 86th greatest game ever postseason. Mets, Houston on 30 for 30. Do check it out if you haven't seen it. Oh, my Lord. Dykstra talking about going to Peter Luder's Steakhouse after he got a uh, a home run. You just got to see that uh, 20 for 20 or 30 for 30. I'm sorry. But the uh, my point was that the heart that these players had, you know, Keith Hernandez and Carter and Dykstra, I mean, these are, you know, are winners. And they played different. They played hard. They played for a single when they needed to. Schwarber comes up first and second. Was it one out, nobody out? Mile high pop up to first. Mile high pop up. Did you notice that he didn't run? How about that? I bet if the ball drops fair and they pick it up and touch first and Schwarber's out. How about that? Did not run. That's a fact. Okay, it was the bottom of the seventh with a high pop, and he did not run. And, you know, it's funny how the game works out. Phillies catch a bad break. We got second, third, and you have a good hitter up and first base open. You want the good hitter to hit there, okay? You don't want that good hitter, okay, to get, go to first base. That I used to call advantage defense because you not only set the double play up. I'm not worried about the guy at first. If that guy's going to score, I have a whole. I have a much bigger problem on my hands, right? I used to always say to my pitchers, that's a good walk. 
That's that's not bad to him on first base. Or or I would walk him and set up the double play, come back or to the mound, home to first. All those options. In this case, it was uh, it was second, third, one out. JT hit by pitch. It's a terrible break. JT now goes to first rather than have him hit. Okay, and he's he's well not currently hot, but he's having a good month. But I don't want him getting hit or walking there. And the next hitter, it's a ball to second. It was a nice play, but once again, great play by the second baseman. Really nifty play. Goes to his left, makes a difficult hop, turns and throws to second to get the force there, which cut down that run. Guess what? That and that catch in center field, those two plays, when I talk about reconstructing the games, do you know those two plays alone are responsible for the Arizona win tonight, if you wanted to isolate it down to two defensive plays, because the Phillies wouldn't make either of them, so that the Phillies don't win under the same scenario four three, because you know it doesn't make the headlines those plays, but it worked out to be a bad break for the uh, Phillies. Next uh, hitter was a pinch hitter, I think it was Baum who got the single at the middle, but there wasn't a runner on second because we he got hit by the pitch. And and that's just uh, that's sometimes bad luck, but but Arizona made the play. The two outs, two on the bottom. The A's were with the liner, and I, we talked about the great jump. My bad. Yeah, I'm sure Richie will cut that out anyway. Uh, once again, Baum did what Turner did last night. Dies over a ball. We're doing that more and more. I, I don't know what it is where we extend over the ball. I've never seen that actually. Like we have the length and the reach. But we just extend over the ball. I don't get it. I got a question uh, about last night's game about the um, Arizona conceding the run late in the game. Uh, and uh, Turner was on first base. Great catch by uh, Colin. And he's asking why did uh, Turner, who's not running this year, maybe you know if you do drop me a line, why did he not take off Arizona? Okay, first and third, a lot of times the middle infielders pinch up so they can cut down the first and third. With Turner on first, you think you may want to do that? Uh-uh. Unconventionally, they played middle back uh, on the outfield grass. I know you're not allowed to, but, you know, heels on. And they wanted to, they were going to allow the run to score and prevent the beginning. And uh, so they're back, and I'm watching that, and Turner doesn't take off. Pitch number one. Turner doesn't pick, take off on pitch number two. On the third pitch, Turner takes off, and he's on second base and uh, uncontested, and they and they walk Harper. Now, one could say that Turner's not going to steal there uh, because of the Harper situation. No, that's nonsense. You have to take what the game gives you there, and if you're going to take it on a third sequence, if that's your mindset that you're going to take it, why wouldn't you take it on the first? So what do you know? 15 minutes flies by, you know, when you're having fun, right? Uh, you know, today we got the gallon, and he should be a nightmare. But this goofy team that shows up when it wants to show up and has heart when it wants to have heart will probably come out and score three in the first. Gallon's last trip, uh, Pittsburgh, Sunday, he did get beat up. Don't know what that means. He's either going to have extra fire or, you know, something's up. Now they say Marsh. He's loaded with information. 
maybe his inflammation is the fact that he's like 10 for 120. I don't know. Maybe that's Marsh's problem. We don't know. But remember, all things will end up on the back as they were on the back of the bubblegum card. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. Over and out. Uh, have a terrific Wednesday. God bless America as always. Hey, make a play today. Make your own play because you got art. You can make it happen, okay? Keep the uh, feedback coming. I like your questions. We'll have a, uh, a day game. And uh, so we'll be back on uh, we'll be back on Thursday to continue the fun. All right, rock and roll over and out.